yeah, they're all like you know, really chill, nice people. You know, it's like it's like a real community. It's like yeah. old San Francisco kind of people that would live here if they could afford to. Yeah, and they found a way to afford to. That was artist David Brooks and Botik Joshi. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from poets, photographers, small business owners, and other San Franciscans telling stories and responding to the question, what is it about this place? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5, Part 1. You might remember Botik from Season 1, Episode 3. If you haven't heard those podcasts yet, please go back and listen. In November of this year, at Two Storied Nights, a funny thing happened. We had asked Botik to show some of his photos in the show, and he ended up creating multimedia pieces he called thingies. David showed up with a mutual friend and noticed something peculiar about one of Botik's thingies. In this episode, they talk about what happened that night. From there, they reflect on what it means to be an artist in the city these days. Here's David and Botik. So, I was uh, hanging out with uh, this lady named Nico from Fleetwood. It's Super um, cool. it's like a print studio. Love it. In uh, the TL, and she's like, "Oh, I just want to go to this show. Uh, my support my friend." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And um, we end up showing up and like hanging out. And I'm just looking around my own business, and then I'm looking through all these these like uh, what are these framed kind of photographs with like model paper are those paper paper I, I tell you what let, let me let me take it out oh you brought it of course I did. oh awesome this is really there this we is, go really this is yours it looks like mine it is <laughs> no, I mean really I want you to have it really I, I, I you know I was I was experimenting around with representation uh-huh. that's the paper model that I did wow. this specifically for you but we can get to that oh my god okay well this <laughs> okay. is these are wood framed like uh, recessed in there's a photograph yeah of uh, RVs on the street and then there's a paper reproduction of it like yep. a model yep. and then there's smaller are these like 3d yeah they the little 3d printed thingies yes green blue and red in various patterns yeah strewn about the first one i saw was the bread truck and i know the guy that lives in the bread truck i love it he hasn't been around in a while but like i've, um, I've seen it move around a little bit i mean i, I live in the neighborhood yeah. so i see the trucks around and i've been long-term fascinated with them we'll get yeah there. yeah yeah he's yeah. a real cool guy he's a he was an art student at the school across the street and um he works in a food truck i think Love and it. he hangs down on the road at that warehouse where all those Burning Man people are. But yeah, yes. so these are all vehicles that we live in, yes. just to get to the point, I guess. And yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I found that one. I said, oh, that's curious. And then the next one was mine. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Talk about a surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, like, um, I'm surprised, but not surprised because I live in San Francisco and these things happen. <laughs> But it was cool, you know? It was cool that, like, um, someone was noticing me in a good way and was being, like, trying to make something positive out of it. So Aww. I thought that was cool. I was very confused. Cool. <laughs> but It's pretty confusing. Yeah. So I, I live in San Francisco. Um, I'm an artist. I do – I don't know how to describe it, really. Uh, fine art – from fine art to, like, media – and printmaking, so I, I do. I try to like uh, do kind of a merch thing, have T-shirts and stuff. 
And then um, I have interest in doing like fine art shows though, mostly. Um, but it's less, you know, try to get them at every level. Um, and I, I also do like a lot of uh, video production stuff. I'm interested in like just documenting everything all around. And cool. I have like a weird kind of skill set that I feel comfortable doing those <laughs> things. Um, so yeah, I moved to San Francisco because I felt like it was a place that would uh, nurture that. I mean, there's been times that I've, I've had, I feel really fortunate. Um, I've been invited to be in like, you know, I'm not like super established, but my first show was at Yerba Buena. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. And I think it's because I live here, you yeah. know, um, and people like what I do. Um, yeah. And I want to live in RV to do that. So <laughs> I couldn't pay rent. I would, you know, like when you make art, it's hard when you make art and like try to do another job. It like, especially the job's not close to that area of your brain, you know? Yeah. You lose a bit of that kind of um, juice, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Um, but yeah, that's my story. What's your story, man? <laughs> um, so I've been here 12 years. Uh, moved out here from Sydney. I used to live there. Hey, no kidding. Where yeah. in Sydney? George Street in a hostel for like maybe eight months I love it yeah and then Melbourne the other half yeah I love it you preferred Melbourne right I don't know I hated Sydney when I left I was like <laughs> fuck this place can I cuss a real cuss <laughs> okay right, go for it. fuck Sydney and then I um <laughs> I left and I was like Melbourne's a shit la, la, la. I lived yeah. in St. Kilda yeah yeah you know just hanging out with like backpackers and stuff yeah, and yeah. then after I left the country I was missing Sydney I remember it fondly Sydney's got this weird sort of love-hate thing going with it, and I yeah. think it's it reminds me in some ways it reminds me of San Francisco. Yeah, in that in terms of that relationship that you have with it, right? It's like this kind of like in kind of intense city that's like small. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's got that weird sort of like small neighborhood, like everyone like knows each other, which can be good and bad. Yeah. You know? So yeah. But anyway, yeah. There's a lot of great food there. Yeah, Sydney's pretty amazing for food. So. Yeah. Um, so you lived there for you said how long? No, I, I I lived there fourteen years. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I moved there when it, so I mean I started out in London, right? So I was born in London, and my parents uh, moved us to Sydney when I was fourteen. Had very mixed feelings about it at first, but I grew to love it. Um, and then uh, I did you know I went to school over there. I finished. I ended up finishing my PhD over there. Just for the hell of it, I applied for a job over here. Just oh. I just didn't think anybody would apply. And I was super lucky. Uh, I applied to Lucasfilm, and because I had this thing when I was a kid, it's like I always wanted to like you know do Star Wars stuff. But I thought like there's yeah. no way I'm ever going to get into it. So I thought like I'm just going to give this one shot. I sent off my CV, and it was awesome. Like there was a recruiter over here, like really amazing. He took care of me. He like you know looked past the school that I went to because it was like you know how do you compare some like random foreign school to like you know some like big college over here? So you know he looked at what I did and he said look you know maybe you'd be a good fit. Lucky I came out for an interview. I just thought it was going to be awesome just like visiting Lucasfilm. But I got to the end of it and I had a job offer and it's like, all right. <laughs> I had just gotten married, right? So my, my longtime girlfriend at the time, we just got married. And uh, we thought, okay, right. We were, just, we were just getting ready to settle in Sydney and just for, we thought, okay, bugger it. We're just going to go. So we came out here and we thought we were going to be out here for a year or two. And here we are sort of like 11, 12 years later. See, I've even lost count at the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, all right, San Francisco gets under your skin. It's amazing. And yeah. That's right, yeah. So my, my, my daughter's here, so she's six. 
uh, you know, she was born here, so she's she's a San Francisco local, right? And uh, so, you know, the, the city gets under your skin and it's sort of like, it's really amazing. And the, the thing that I've been doing is, is that I count myself super lucky, right? Because I started off, well, I'm still doing, like, I build tools for artists. That's my thing. You're doing what? I build tools for artists. Oh, okay. That's my thing, right? So, you know, it's mostly in software, but occasionally I'll build a thing. Oh, that's right? awesome. Um, so, you know, occasionally I'll build, like, a part for a camera or whatever, but... Um, but most of the time, like, you know, it, it, it's, but, you know, I, I'm building things to facilitate artists. And as I went along, I, I realized that if I really want to understand, like, how artists work, I've maybe got to try having a go at being one myself. And it's just, well, you know how it goes. You just try stuff. Yeah. Right? And it's all just big experiments. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Because you know, yeah. in, in some ways, for me, like, you know, art and science aren't that far apart. Because they're ways of, like, finding out about the world. You know what I call it? I call it problem solving. I love it. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's, yeah. even, like it's an idea, yeah. something about the world, something inside, whatever. Yeah. And then you try to make it, and you're solving problems to yeah. get there. So I wanted to see. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I, I saw your truck. And yeah. it is, for some reason, like, I've, I've seen it for years, right? I, I've been in Petrera Hill the entire time. Like, we haven't moved. I'm very consistent. And I love it. <laughs> you, know, you haven't moved, right? And I seen that truck, and it got under my skin. There was something about the aesthetic of it that just... I, I don't know why, but I found it super appealing. It's very rare, it's, actually. It's just, it was so charming. And it's the, I, maybe it's because I'm an 80s kid. It was the color. It was the shape. It was like, you know, it was everything that I, okay, understand. Like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm still a foreigner in America, right? So when I think of America, when I think of like road culture, I think of your truck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's got that look. It's got that feel. It's got that, I mean, it, it, it. it it looks like it belongs here. Yeah. Uh, which is why it spoke to me, which is why, okay, you know, when, when I, I, I've taken many pictures of it, right? Because, like I said, it's fascinating. And I thought, how She's far can I push this, right? And I was talking earlier, like, about what if we, like, looked beyond, like, a photograph? And, you know, like, the, the, the world we're heading into in the next few years is that it's going to get easier and easier to sort of capture the entirety of a thing. Or at least more of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So rather than just taking a photo, you can sort of like, you know, you can run around it with a little scanner or a camera and you end up with a complete copy of this thing. HD art. What? It's just HDR, but like, yeah. you know, all the No, geometry. HD art, like... Um, oh, right. Oh, of course, yeah. More kind of... There's so much more you can do. Exactly, right? Yeah, So I, I wanted to see, like, you know, as an exploration, how far could I push this, right? And where would it lead? And I thought, like, there's no... I don't think there was anyone I could talk to about it. And I thought, why don't I... Like, you know, this opportunity for the show came on and I've... I, I normally do photography. That's my, my thing, right? Mm -hmm. For a long time. It's, it's the thing that makes me get out the door and it helps me see the world through different eyes, right? Because normally I'm behind the screen, right? That, that's my day job is right in front of a computer. Right on. So the thing that gets me out from that is to sort of like, you know, picking up a camera and going to see things, going to experience them. Um, but I thought, okay, I've done this, right? So I could have just put photos in. But I thought, no, no, no. Maybe I could actually try doing something different. So I went around and I made copies of like these trucks in the neighborhood, these mm. trucks and vehicles that just like, these quirky things that spoke to me that made me think of San Francisco, right? And I thought, okay, so what if I made a complete copy of it? So I, you know, I started off with the paper models and I, I, ju I just started playing around with 3D printing. I thought, okay, what if I actually make copies of it as well, right? And so like, you know, when we, when we have colors, they're made up of red, green, and blue. So what if you took your object and you decomposed it into pieces and you arranged them? I don't know, would, would it be any good? It could have been complete rubbish. I don't know. I'm still sort of ambivalent about this. I think it's sure, cool. I'm not sure how I feel about it. But for me, I was more interested in seeing 
how do other people feel about it? Right on. You know, I, yeah. I wanted to sort of put it out there and like get an idea of like, is this is this any good? Is this a way of speaking to this? And like, you know, I've never seen anything like this before. I think it's cool. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure I've seen anything like it either. It it's it's just, like multi-dimensional. It was just, it's, yeah. you know, it, in in some ways, it's kind of like 3D scrapbooking, I guess. I think everybody, if if everyone's honest, they always want something to be more real than you know some sort of flat thing. But like in front of you, it, but it, that, no, that's that's the essence of art, though. Right? I think is yeah. art, really good art. I think is an interpretation of the world, right? So, um, okay, so I'll tell you a dumb story. Um, so my day job. I do a lot of work with uh, VR video, right? So there's these funny little cameras that you can get now that I've got like lenses on both sides and you can capture an entire scene, right? Mm. So you can see the whole world around you. You can view it on your phone. You can view it typically. I get, you, you really want to do it is you want to view it in a headset. And there were these first generation of VR filmmakers, like first wave, I guess, right? Who had this new medium. And what they do is, is that they'd go to all these different places and they'd just literally film what was there, right? They'd go to a concert or they'd go to a beach and they'd, they'd film all these things that you typically couldn't normally get to, right? And you know what, that was kind of cool. But these second wave filmmakers then are, are figuring out how to do this. But what they're doing is, is that rather than literally filming what's there, they're figuring out how to stage things theatrically. So everything is larger than life, right? So really good, like, you know, really good cinema, for example, is one that doesn't literally capture the world. It isn't just like, it isn't just a time lapse. It isn't just the literal recording of the world. It's an interpret, you know, it, it's, in some ways, it's like a crop into it, right? You know, mm. it, it's an exaggeration of certain things. If you look at really good theater, it's an exaggeration of the world, right? So what you're doing is, is that you're taking the real world and you're making it larger than life. And then in some ways that reveals something about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I was trying to say, like, you know, like, you know the, the thing that I, w I wanted to explore here was like, okay, so if I've taken the world and I've made a copy of it, what does that reveal about it? You know, if you view it, like, you know, if, if you look at your car and you view it as a toy, like, yeah. how does that make you feel? I'm curious. Um, because in some ways it's become well, like Well, I'm like, right? I'm, I'm very like, I'm very aware like literally, I've heard people talking about my truck. I love it. And it's <laughs> mostly bad. But Are you kidding? It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like I mean, it's just you know I tell people like I've been through a lot of stuff and like yeah, I just think like it's when people are bad or mean or whatever, I just go it's a misunderstanding. You know what I mean? Like I'm extremely misunderstood. People look at my truck and they go, "There's some weird perts junkie, whatever." Like I don't do any drugs except beer now, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just started drinking beer. I hadn't drank beer in like two years. Fair enough. I've been drinking for like four yeah. or five months. Like yeah. I'm like super like on point regimented. I have a job. Like yeah, I'm very serious about my life. But people go like, Ugh, you know, piece of junk or you know, That's they just look good. at this like rusty weird. It's 1978 truck, and yeah, absolutely. Cool. It just it yeah. just happens. So. I'm all. It's it's like. I mean, I didn't see you putting imbuing any sort of meaning. I well, I saw kind of a, a conflict, like the two trucks, and then our enemy. The you did another model yes. of the traffic. Yeah, yes, traffic control the people. Wumble. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so those people are horrible. Well, they're not bad, but like they're doing their job. I know. Um, um, and like. They do this thing where I'll move my truck. I, I like follow the rules, and then that day that I move, they'll slap a ticket on, say that I was there for like, ah. like. So there's this kind of weird cat and mouse thing that happens Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely, yeah. I mess with them. I like, I, I just go. They like, I'm just doing them my job. I'm like, so we're the Nazis, man, and they get mad. But like, what are they gonna do? 
Um, but they used to slap. It was like a problem because they slapped these like stickers on your window that are like so hard to get off. And I kept oh, scratching yeah. my window. It was just like yeah. inconvenient. But for the most part, like, you know, they can't do anything about me. Yeah. But it's annoying. There's like all these little things that stack up. Like, you know, you hear people snickering. People are like scared. People look at me. Or if I look at them, they look at away. Like, they have this idea. And actually, I mean, I would say maybe it's true for a lot of people that live in vehicles. Maybe more than not. But where I live, it's like artists and like... It's shocking how many artists are, are there. Oh no, there's a ton. There's a there's a couple of professors who teach at CCA. Yeah, as well, yeah, right? I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. So yeah. I have a friend. He's um he used to be like a one like a some sort of lead at, at Autodesk. You know, he yeah. has a, he has a fucking Ducati. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has two buses. Like he's a very nice guy, but vilified. You know, someone smashed his window out uh, about a week ago. People stabbed my tires out. Like lo- I'm pretty sure it's like a local person that doesn't want me around. They stabbed my We've tires heard up. about this. Yeah, like yeah. a whole, like, like maybe yeah, 15 trucks. Yeah, a whole bunch trucks. of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, repeatedly. So it's like, a, it's like a really strange, strange kind of situation. I've, I've talked to, there's one couple. Of, I've, I know like two couples probably that, I've, that, are, that live here. Yeah. I've talked to, and um, some are kind of like standoffish. Some like seem like they're tolerating me, but there's this, yeah. this couple of like, these two people, and like, um, they've like spit venom at me, yelled at me, you know. Dude. And I'm just like, I remember the day they like flipped out on me. I had a, a, hurt, a hard shirt, like a giant heart on my shirt. And like, you're like, eh, 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 there's children here. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? You know? And it's like, they, they, um, they're not from here. They just go like, but I've lived here for 10 years. Like, it's, it's, that's like, Usually somebody flips out on me. They always talk about how I'm ruining their neighborhood or something. And I'm just like, I've like stopped multiple robberies, rapes, like crazy stuff. And then, you know, people just, it's a misunderstanding. Totally. Is. It's just a misunderstanding. But it's just, you know, well, it gets, it gets to you a bit, but. I'm glad to have you in the neighborhood. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, are happy that I'm here. <laughs> It's yeah. nice to know that there's someone like you here. See, we've always tried to make yeah. a connection with um, the, the locals, you know, like I, to have some sort of conversation or something about like, hey, we're, we mean no harm. You know, please stop stabbing my tires out. Yeah. Please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's always been a kind of disconnect. My friend was talking about doing a like park cleanup or something maybe and having like a meet and greet, something like that. Um, my, uh, my like wife is on the group that's doing the overhaul for Jackson Playground. Oh, yeah? You should chat with her. Yeah. They would love to, she would love to. Like, they, they, they do like park cleanups regularly and stuff. She'd love to chat to you guys. Yeah, that'd be cool. I had a dream of, like, uh, I applied for Recology's artist residency. Yeah. And my dream was if I got it, it's all about, like, my life here. It was called the discarded artist. And, like, <laughs> it's really weird. Sure. Really That's cool. weird meta thing. But cool. I wanted to invite everyone in Petrero Hill. Just like, hey, stop stabbing my tires out. <laughs> But there's a lot of people like in vans and stuff. There's yeah. a lot of younger people yeah, that are pretty interesting. I have a friend I met here. He went to Cambridge, yeah. and he's an architecture like yeah. uh, his architecture degree. There's a lovely couple of people who met uh, who I think just outside the brewery, and they they hang like little gardens out of the side of their truck. And that's stuff. that's that's Chris. Yeah. There's one that has. There's two Chris's. Yeah. They both have gardens on their trucks. Yeah. So there's one. He's well. I think he's he's leaving now, but he yeah. had a garden on top. Yes. And then there's a bus that has a garden on the side. Yes. Those are both Chris's. Uh, 
um, yeah, I'm pretty close with them. They seem lovely. Yeah, uh, that's the Autodesk guy. Is yeah. the is the, um, he doesn't work there anymore now? He's like with some sort of uh, makeup company. Got it. Uh, like a startup. Yeah, they're all like you know, really chill, nice people. You know, it's like it's like a real community. It's like yeah. old San Francisco kind of people that would live here if they could afford to. Yeah. And they found a way to afford to really. Yeah, um, yeah it's but chill. This is coming back to the theme of like you know how to how do you make it work here? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying stuff out. I'm trying to launch a like an online store right now. Yeah. Like I have a studio space. Yeah. But I ra- I literally like I'm so serious about art. Like I rather have a studio than an apartment. Got it. Like it's like That's real, right. and and um. It's a cheap space, and yeah. I I live like you know I want to do a piece like uh, for my artist residence proposal. It was called like tires are cheaper than rent. You know, <laughs> you keep stabbing my tires up, please. Like, but I feel like there's there's something here. People are hungry for it. You know, yeah. creativity is like it's. I feel like it's even stirring up more now than ever. I, think, I don't know. I, I I hope that like you know when when the economy corrects, it'll happen again. I mean, I. I was lucky that when I landed here in 2007, it was a year. Bet- it was a year before the bust, right? The first bust that happened in 2008, or sec- second, third. I don't know. The, the <laughs> one that happened in 2008, and I was lucky because you know I was working in entertainment then, and because I was working in entertainment, I just watched all these like dude bros just like leave the city, mm-hmm. and all the artists come back in, and for a few years it was amazing. And that was like, you know, seeing all the art come back into the city, that was that was something else, hmm. you know. But if you look back at the history of San Francisco, I feel like it's just a matter of time before that happens again. Yeah, yeah, it's like and a it's cycle. A qu- and it's a question of like, you know, can you ride it out long enough <laughs> before it does, you know? Yeah. How, how much patience do you have? Are you going to be ready for that? I'm in like, yeah, I'm like in a space capsule floating <laughs> in space, <laughs> eating rations. Yeah. You're just orbiting, waiting to land. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I really believe like if you're creative enough, you can find. Yeah. My whole life is like that, like. I find creative ways to do some jujitsu on, you know, nothing. Yeah. So I mean, that's I, what artists do. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like San Francisco's got, at least on the art side of things, it's got a good soul. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And there, there's something about it here that really sort of like makes it a home for art. Not not just friendly for artists, but a home for artists. You know, it's like what one of the things that really. One of the things that I really... I don't know whether it was a function of my age or whether it was a function of sort of being out here and doing something different or whether it was a function of San Francisco, but I sort of came into myself here, you know, and I was okay with being an atrocious dork. (laughs) (laughs) That's just... I mean, that's just kind of who I was, but when I was living in Sydney, I couldn't really express it. But what I I learned here, even if I do go somewhere else, I'm going to take with me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ignore that. Just make your own like space wherever you are. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. There's a part of me that's very torn because you know I do want my daughter to grow up around her grandparents, but then here is such an amazing experience as well. Yeah. And like you know, she's a she's not a suburban kid. She's a city rat. Yeah. You know, like I remember when she was very young, we get on the bus, she'd go sit down the back, and this tiny little thing yelling from the back of the bus to tell people to step down because they couldn't get, <laughs> get off, you know? Was, you know? And it's sort of like, this this is her town. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, so like, a, you know, part, part of what's keeping me here is because it is her town, right? And, you know, in some ways it's not about me anymore. 
and uh, because it is her town, like we want to like we want to keep that going for as long as it f- still feels good. You know, as long as it's sort of still meaningful for her to have that experience. You know, yeah. To have this. At least I want her to sort of be here long enough that I guess like the soul of San Francisco gets under her skin. You know. So yeah. It's always going to be there. Character building place. You, it's like life is. <laughs> guess, yeah. It's life is yeah. happening like and so, it's like the weirdest things are bouncing off of each other yeah. like nonstop here. Yeah. Nonstop. I walk dogs, so like. I am on my fingers on the pulse, man. This weird, <laughs> weird, weird. No kidding. Yeah, man. Like all the time. <laughs> it's enjoyable. That was artists David Brooks and Botik Joshi. Check back Thursday when Botik and David discuss the changes rippling through Potrero Hill. Music for this podcast is by Otis McDonald, aka Joe Bigale. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the podcasts are up on our website, storiedsf.com. If you're still shopping for gifts, we have Storied SF hats, t-shirts, and koozies, all available on the website. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Send comments and suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.